2: Thank you all so much for tuning in to the PHNX Coyotes podcast. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, leave us a five star review. I'm Leah here with. Petey and Craig and Danielle. Um, I like
3: that reminder. Actually, yeah, if you're in here, was reminded of, of a, a game. bright moment in a dark week.
2: <laughs> I'm yeah. glad it was a win and not a loss. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We um, could put
3: up any score against Toronto because that would be a win. That also, would be though. a win also. And they always Correct. beat Toronto.
2: Lots to talk about today. It's the quarter mark of the Coyote season. Twenty games in. We're gonna talk all about that. Um, but before we get to all of that, it's time for our weekly segment with Pete and DJ of what chaos, chaos theory, as we like to call it. So Pete and DJ, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for joining us
1: Thanks for having us thanks
0: for having us awesome i feel like you guys need theme music at this point
3: i know oh chaos theory theme music yeah we should yep maybe next week
0: next week we'll we should just lot. send you our theme song because our theme song is an your,
1: absolute heater. your intro ripper.
2: video is so cool
0: it's so
1: we don't fun. play enough do we, we got to, to figure it out we don't play enough of it and i know that you don't want to play like the full intro we're not doing it justice by only playing five seconds of it
2: Okay. Well, we need at
1: least I, well, seven to eight minutes of it. No, I'm intrigued. So, that's yeah, right. Right. yeah,
2: we can incorporate it on our show just to get it some more airtime. If your sure.
1: producer can make that
3: happen, yeah, he's not too busy. Where is yeah. Sean these days? Now where is he? Work? work he work, skipped work. out on the uh,
0: on this uh, on this hit. He's very lazy. Hmm. So something about he's really sick of us. Already. Yeah.
2: Wow. That's us. All right. Well, we're going to talk, obviously, about a little bit of the NHL news going on because that's what you guys do. But we're also going to talk a little coyotes with you guys as well. So right off the top, we will start with kind of, I think, one of the bigger storylines going on in the NHL right now. And that's Patrick Kane. And I want to know from both of you what you think is the best fit for Patrick Kane.
0: DJ, do you want to go? We talked about Uh, this this morning.
1: Uh, Yeah, I was going to let you go. Yeah, go ahead.
0: I mean, I I think for uh, like pure fit, Detroit makes a whole lot of sense. I know that they're kind of the leader in the clubhouse right now, and I feel like it's for a decent reason. They could use him on the right side and, you know, to bring it and that connection obviously makes sense. They can offer him a little bit more flexibility in terms of the contract and uh, they've got the money and all that. So I think that makes the most sense. But in terms of, what like would drive the best narrative buffalo is still a a really really appealing destination
1: yeah i I like buffalo just because i don't i'm assuming he's kind of washed and maybe that's ambitious but i think it's more ambitious to think a guy coming off a hip injury at his age is going to make a huge impact i think that the smartest thing for him to do would be to take a one year dirt cheap deal with one of the better teams in the league like call of Vegas or Los Angeles or whatever and be like hey I'm going to ring chase that would be the best fit for him I don't like that every time the Patrick Kane conversation begins it's well how many years do they want to go how many years do they want to go with him they want to know if he's still good like if I'm a team trying to sign Patrick Kane I want to find out if you're still good before committing multiple years so the best fit is ring chasing on low but money. isn't it but, but, I don't if, think he's but if you're that.
0: patrick kane if you're washed wouldn't you want the term like if you well, take then. a one-year ring chasing deal it's the last one you're going to get probably
3: but my yeah, question I is, mean, but- is, is if who's ring-chasing with Patrick Kane? Like you said, he did to the Rangers. I thought he blew up the whole Rangers' room. I think he he was a personality that didn't fit. I think they already had a better player in him with Panarin. Panarin is a better Patrick Kane. So I, if you're ring-chasing, does, does Patrick Kane fit? Or is he a guy waiting for a team to get injuries? Or maybe a secondary power play guy? Or, or is he Phil Kessel uh, on the Golden
1: Knights that maybe if the, the spot arises, he's a fourth-line winger? So honestly, like if I'm going after a Patrick Kane, Phil Kessel last year with the Knights is what I have in mind. Or God, Ilya Kovalchuk with the Canadians and the Kings in recent years where it was like, all right, we're going to sign you. We'll give you a couple of million and let's find out if you still have anything. But nothing is promised here. I don't know that you're going to play the 41 games or the X amount in the postseason that it takes to get your name on the cup. But if we win, we'll petition and you'll get your name on the cup. But... We're not going to be relying on you. And the fact that he's asking seemingly for multiple years, I think means he has designs on having a bigger role, which is why if I'm a team like the Bruins who got tossed out there, I'm honestly probably saying no thanks then because I want to keep as much money open going forward for future years and not have it tied up in a player that I don't know what I'm getting from.
2: All right. Uh, yeah. one, one question, though, and I think Craig brought this up as someone who grew up a Blackhawks fan. Like, how, how do Blackhawks fans feel about a Blackhawk potentially playing on the Detroit Red Wings?
4: Yeah, it sucks. I mean, it <laughs> happened with, you know, other players yeah, that's as well. true. I mean, Chris the Blackhawks Chellius. took Marian Hossa from the Red Wings and that helped. Um, but, yeah, Chris <laughs> Chelios went the other way and that wasn't a very popular move. I just, I'm, I'm more on, I, I don't get picking Detroit or Buffalo unless, like you said, Pete, he's just, He's looking to hang on for a few years, but I, I do
0: Well, a guy I mean, in this situation, that, I'd just be chasing cups at this point. I don't get it. Yeah, but I'd, I'd I also like, don't think Patrick Kane is the kind of personality that's going to be okay with just being a fourth line. Right. He's, fourth right. Line I think, I mean, he's so
4: used to being a, a superstar. I, I what I get about Chicago? That,
0: not, he's
4: not coming. No, no. They're so, so we,
1: we talked about this. No on Chicago because it's so clear. It's like the whole school knowing that you asked five people to prom and then asking someone to prom like (laughs) they got Corey Perry. They got Nick Foligno. They got Taylor Hall. And two of those players right now are not in the picture for right. So to circle back on Patrick Kane with all the history they've had, I think it's just kind of awkward. And if I were Patrick Kane, I mean, we're projecting a lot of pride onto him right now by saying like, oh, well, he's not going to settle for a Phil Kessel type of role. Then why would he go back to the Blackhawks knowing he's not going to win anything right. and he's just going to kind of be a mascot? Yeah.
2: <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I, I guess I, I mean, we'll listen, move on.
1: I, but- I mean, if you just want to get into the playoffs, I
4: guess going to Detroit or Buffalo is okay, but neither of those teams is winning a cup while Patrick Kane is contributing either. So
1: yeah, my vote I, is Buffalo. I, I think that on the show today, I just threw it out like what jersey would look the best because I think that at this point, I'm going to eat my words if he goes out and ends up being this unbelievable player. I think the most exciting thing about this Patrick Kane thing is like end of career Patrick Kane was actually playing a year for this team or whatever, like the Joe Montana's and the Tom Bradys of the world. Like what's the most fun bonus team for it to be? So in 20 years when our kids are getting jerseys of the player saying, wait, why'd you get a Patrick Kane <laughs> Red Wings jersey or Blackhawks, jer- or uh, I'm sorry, or Kings jersey or Knights jersey or whatever it may be. He was with the Blackhawks. I think the Sabres is the most fun one for that because he's going yeah, home, you. he's playing with a bunch of kids. That would be cool. And the I picked the Red Wings just because I love yeah.
0: that jersey. Taxi! And I also... <laughs> I think the Red Wings because I love the jersey and also because I think that it would piss off Blackhawks fans. And I think, yes, be it would definitely do the latter. So yeah. thanks. Yeah. That's true. Thanks for yeah. sure. Also, okay.
2: Sean in the chat, Buffalo ain't making the yoss. He's already accepted. Do the they date. have Uber yeah, there now? You think <laughs> in Buffalo?
0: So it's OK. Too <laughs> soon. Too soon. All right. All right. Let's move Go on. Ahead.
2: Let's move on. Next question on the subject of the Blackhawks um, with Corey Perry and Taylor Hall out. Which Blackhawks line mates best suit Connor Bedard?
1: I mean, from the looks of it, I think moving Kevin Korczynski to the wing, <laughs> right. and just having him play with him. I think that now they're encountering the slim Pickens thing that most teams that end up with the first overall pick end up having. Like, do you do a father-son sort of thing with Nick Foligno? It's, I, I, I think that you're going to enter the Bedard has to be the driver phase of his rookie year, which... Kind of was already the plan anyway. I mean, based off their
0: roster, just like slam
1: your hand on a keyboard, and
0: that's who yeah. Connor Bedard's <laughs> linemate is going to be because that's what they've got there. There's not much. Have
4: what, you looked like when you look at this roster, like a couple of the names in their forward group, you're like, that's not really a player. That's right. that's, that's just like the mechanic second, that they threw out. Left wing lock has the mechanics name because they don't know who's going to be on the yeah. roster yet. Like, yeah, like Joey, Joey Anderson, that's
1: not a player. Not no, real. it's not.
4: Reese Johnson, he's Reece not. A Johnson. I am looking at the. Part?
1: I am looking at their lines, and uh, I'd like to re-emphasize my Kevin Korczynski vote.
3: <laughs> yeah, how about up the middle, Cold Gutman, up the middle. Who? Yeah. Like this team it's is like rotten. A- that's the real
0: autofill game. situation that they have <laughs> yeah. in
3: their roster right now it's like
2: AI generated their exactly. lineup. <laughs> yeah, it's like when you Excuse run an
0: me. NHL franchise in a video game, and you have like twelve guys on the roster, and it gives you the prompt: <laughs> "Would you like the computer GM to sign players for you?" Yeah, go ahead, just do that. <laughs> yes. Fill the roster, please.
1: The funny thing is, though, those guys are gonna be playing with Connor Bedard, so we're gonna be like, "Who's <laughs> no. this guy that had sixty points?" <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's so exactly. True. Right. Oh, He's so awesome. <laughs>
2: Oh, boy. All right.
4: Next question. Well, part of our show today is looking at the Coyotes at the the quarter point of the season, roughly. So I wanted to open this up to the NHL for you guys and ask maybe what some of your biggest surprises are or disappointments. And that can be team related, player related, you know, league related, because the league is often (laughs) disappointing fans. Um, Wherever you want to go with this. What are your takeaways from the first quarter
0: of the NHL season? I mean, biggest surprise for, I think, for both of us, if I can speak for both of us, like the Bruins, we expected the Bruins to be good. I don't think we expected the Bruins to be great. And, you know, they haven't been flawless, obviously, to start the season, but pretty close. And I was not expecting them to hang at the top of the league for the first month and a half. Um, Disappointment wise sorry to, to Sean, but like the Sabres (laughs) bandwagon and that hype train was slowed so quickly to start the season. And Mm. I, you know, I thought that maybe it was a little overblown how much hype they were getting over the summer. And like, I was the conductor of that train, (laughs) but I didn't really believe that they were going to be an amazing team uh and you know i i just think that i expected them to be in the mix for most of the year and it's just been really really disappointing to start the year
1: i never thought the sabers were going to be awesome i thought that they were going to be an awesome time i think right that fun a lot of the hype was wishful thinking and excitement which is what you do when you have a fun young roster but I'm not surprised that they're probably not going to be a playoff team. I am surprised that the Oilers, for as unsurprising as any mess should be with that team, I am pretty shocked that they have had two good games in a row, won two games in a row, and still somehow have 15 points on the season. Even when it looks like things are turning, are looking up for them, you're like, God, they put themselves in such a hole. They burned the fire the coach card too early, I think, although they probably felt like they didn't have a choice. Jay Woodcroft, I think, is a fine coach, and they just needed to do something, but then they still stunk for a little bit, and now they're just going to keep trying every four or five games to get a little momentum, and they have it now, but we know the U.S. Thanksgiving thing, for as much as we laugh at it, is true. It holds up, and the teams that end up getting back in it when they're out of it at U S Thanksgiving are like tied for a playoff spot or two points out of a playoff spot, not eight, nine, 10 points out of a playoff spot. So that's been the biggest shock for me. Uh, I think the pleasant surprise has probably been the Canucks. That's been yeah. cool. Uh, I like to start the ducks got off to. I'm a little bummed out. We talked about the Leo Carlson thing today. I'm bummed out that they're not really going for it and that they're okay with Kind of the stops and starts which is what they're experiencing right now but biggest surprise for sure i would say the oilers being quite as bad as they've been
0: and a, te- and a team that's been really kind of a-, a beneficiary of the oilers being so bad is the new jersey devils because the devils have essentially been like the oilers east in the expectations versus reality of the the first month and a half of the season i thought the devils were gonna be awesome and they have been thoroughly mediocre to start this year. And that's been incredibly disappointing in the in the Eastern Conference.
3: One other team in the in the West that's really struggling is the Minnesota Wild and Dave Evason over at the end of last season. Oh, we love, love Dean Evason. We're going to extend him. He's great coach. And I read this morning that now he is officially in the very hot, hot, hot seat. What happens in Minnesota?
1: I mean, they've lost seven games in a row. That is where you get to somebody has to get fired territory, even if you like the guy. I think that that's probably is what ends up happening. Yeah, I it's the it's
0: so hard for me to care about the Minnesota Wild. (laughs) (laughs) It really is.
1: Notice my answer was like eight seconds, and I've gone (laughs) five seconds. I've asking you guys about Minnesota. Minnesota slander. And and it's, it's not even slander. I just
3: want not have feelings on them, and it's like they could yes. they
0: could be first in the in the central, and I would still have the same answer. I just be like,
1: <laughs> who cares?
0: The most exciting thing that
1: the Wild have no, done they, is their goalie had a goalie mask. Yeah, that <laughs> that's, was. that's the beginning. biggest news of the year
4: in Minnesota. I mean, right?
1: That that is the news of the year for the Wild.
4: Even Carrillo is not doing
1: it this no. year. He's like the only reason oh, to get excited, boy. and he's not. That excited. has been
4: like the most boring team in the NHL for a decade.
1: That's fair. I was yeah. going to say for a long time. Yeah. Yep.
2: Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll move. <laughs> we'll move on, and we'll stop bringing up Minnesota every week. Um, this is a question that I literally what stole. Uh, well, Petey will keep talking yeah, about Minnesota. Keep, yeah. um, I literally stole this question um, from Spit and Chicklets, but I think it's a really fun question. Um, did you guys watch the quarterback documentary on Netflix that followed different quarterbacks? I watched a couple
1: episodes. Okay.
2: Um, so the question is if the NHL did that and you chose five NHL players to have a season long Netflix show on, which five NHL players would you choose and why?
1: Uh, it's selfishly Corey Perry right now. Cause I kind of want to know what's going on there, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> yeah, but, <fair> <laughs> uh, but if it's a personal thing, then I don't want to know what's going on there. I think that we just all kind of want answers there. Uh, Kucherov I'd throw out there. I'm probably not going to come up with five. We don't oh, do we numbers don't on our, uh, we're, we're not numbers guys, but Kucherov I think would be a good one. Uh, do in and Walmart together? Man.
0: Like uh, you got to pick somebody from the Oilers just based off of how how entertaining they are all the time. And I wouldn't pick McDavid because it would be so boring. Yeah, right. um, and just he wouldn't give you anything. And you stick a camera in front of Leon Drysaddle's face, like ninety percent of the time he's going to say something pissy. Yeah. So to follow him for an entire season would be very fun. Uh, I think you got to throw Tre- Trevor Zegers in there, oh, even yeah. if he's like- not uh you know if he's overrated as a player which i think he is but he's not overrated as a personality like he's one of those guys that will just be entertaining he's also dating like one of the most famous tiktokers in the world so like there's some there's some intrigue there um from like fan base perspective other than that like i don't know who i'm jumping at to Maybe we could have Tyson like-
4: Nash do the interview with Trevor Zegers, too. Yeah. <laughs>
0: God. Yeah, if you know, you know. I'd like to see Nathan McKinnon because he is just, like, so boring in an entertaining way. And there's a lot of talk about what he does in terms of off-ice training and dietary stuff. We'd love to see how he lives his life
2: you guys have any? Yeah, I, I don't in know. In the chat, let us know. Like I,
3: I look at guys that are on the, like I'd want to see the personalities too. Is Jordan Bennington because I know he's a that job, that job on the ice. Would he be the same off Jack the Hughes
2: ice? Hughes could yeah. be fun too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good choice I actually. Know. I did
3: don't I not put any thought into it. I don't know. <laughs> did, you didn't
2: read the
1: you, no, mean, I didn't. you didn't read the I announcement mean, before. Not. Thanks for no.
3: We sat down. Kessel
1: doesn't not. qualify as I don't think Kessel's filed his papers, no, right? But that would be so fun. He he's never Phil. He
3: never right now. Like I'd like to see Cameron Patrick Kane, now as he's chopping around
0: his rights and stuff, would be very interesting. That, that would be, cool. be fun. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I think
2: Austin Matthews would be cool too. Uh, how he dreams about coming home to Arizona and playing for the
0: Coyotes. Yeah, yeah. I,
1: <laughs> I think, Does I, think I would pick really Neeland dream about that.
4: Over Does you know, Matthews? Yeah. Is that was that my segue? By the way, were you what? segueing? No, into the I wasn't. Well, the it. Coyotes? Kind of this will be fun. You don't need to point it out. You can just. I know the Boston market is laser focused on the Coyotes, so. We're gonna play Coyotes trivia with both of you, um, and here's how it's gonna work. I didn't tell you the rules ahead of time because, frankly, I wanted to embarrass both of you. So we're gonna put and a no photo. cheating in the chat. Don't say we're anything. gonna put a photo up. Don't cheat in the chat. Yeah, oh yeah, nobody cheating in the chat. You can't give it away We're gonna put a photo up, and I'm gonna give you a clue if you don't already recognize the player, and we'll see if you can simply name, name that, the player.
2: Name the coyote.
4: Okay. Name. Sound yes. fair. Are yeah. these current or
1: all current? All, <laughs> yeah. current all current. unrostered all players. Current, I'm right getting now. zero. Let's yeah, do yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> they may, that may
4: be worse for you, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. Can we Keith put up Kachunk? Keith Kachuk? No. Yeah. 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 All, right. Keith yeah. all right. First one, Danielle, ahead. let's pull right, it up. right, let's go. All right. This player led all rookies in points per game, 40 games minimum, last season. Can you name him?
1: Nikolai Habibulli. <laughs> 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 oh, Not man. quite.
0: I Not feel like quite. Charles Barkley right now. This is like who he, he played, played for. <laughs> it's the Finnish Coyotes.
3: Fettuccini The Finnish fettuccini Matthias Macelli. That was Matthias okay. Macelli. Mm-hmm. He's leading the Coyotes Finish in again this in Calder season. Calder I knew. I, knew. I thought you Calder were Pete.
1: so I didn't want to buzz in. He's somehow yeah, fourth
4: in Calder Trophy voting <laughs> behind Stuart Skinner, behind Stuart Skinner yep, who is a, an absolute train wreck of a goaltender.
1: Yeah. He rocked. All right. He's let's also like
0: up... 33 years old. This is
1: yeah, hilarious. Fair. He was a rookie. That kid also, by the way, the person you just showed, first, uh, like You mean Matthias Michelli? Yes. Yeah, Matias Michelli guy. looks like the uh the TikTok kid who is doing the baby Gronk videos. <laughs> 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 Toss like a backwards polo hat on him to have him talk about uh, uh, Livy, and there you go. Oh, that's spectacular. Oh, that's All right, Danielle, one, let's put up the next this one. This
2: one hopefully you'll get.
4: All right. This player owns arguably the most famous dog in Arizona.
3: That's not a good clue. It's not a
2: good clue clue unless you live in Arizona. There's the dog.
1: Oh, boy. (laughs) Most famous dog.
2: I mean, the dog is not a good clue.
4: Should I give you another clue? Aren't Coyotes (laughs) dogs?
1: (laughs) That's (laughs) true. Desert
0: dogs. Here's here's a second
4: clue. He's leading the team in scoring right now in goals. And goals scored this player. Yes. In fact, he has. On the screen. He has.
3: 10 goals Shame this gone. month. This yes. month. <laughs> 10 goals this month. This month, 10 goals this month. Yeah, uh, yeah, only one other player has more? Is that still true? I think he's tied. Tied for first With goals in the whole of the entire league. Yep. He's tied for the most goals in the month of November. To Travis Boyd? <laughs> <That> <laughs> Maybe was, two years ago. That was Lawson yeah. Kraus. Lawson Kraus.
1: Kraus. Okay. Yes. Ah. We're getting there, if though. You expect, we got a couple. But if, if you were like, this guy was tall and he was a top 10 pick. Are yeah, Lost right. like, Oh, <laughs> <Lawson> <laughs> top 10 oh pick we got another Florida.
3: One. Here's another tall guy. Yeah, this is another. Oh, we, they'll never get this we, guy. Are we going back no, up here, No, if then. they didn't
2: get Lost and Krauss, I'm worried There's about no their ability to guy. get everybody else. People in
3: Arizona don't know this guy.
2: Yeah, that's true. Are we ready?
3: Are we ready, Danielle? Yeah.
2: All right, let's do it.
3: <laughs> All right.
4: This player has here. these...
3: <laughs> What do he say? Danny Breer.
4: <laughs> Big difference, like a, a foot difference in height. This player has the same surname as an action movie character from The Simpsons.
3: Ooh, good clue. That is a good clue. I don't, I don't watch The Simpsons, damn it. <laughs> Sean's in the, the chat. I'm ashamed it. right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sean, not to... A- all right. All right. John John there's, the, there's the character. Our d host knows. The answer is Jack McBoard. That is Jack McBean. <laughs> How many left are there? There's three. <laughs> okay, because this is an this hour is show. Can, no, do
1: the whole roster. Do yeah, the whole right. roster. <laughs> oh, this one. If you get this one, like there's another I'm one. i engaged now. All right. Go ahead, Danielle. Let's
4: go with the next
3: photo.
2: Oh my gosh. All right. This next one. Um, yeah, let's see. And Uh-oh. I'll give you a better hint than what Craig has. Right. So, the hint he the subject
4: has of
3: walking and
2: is this player speaks five languages, but the better hint is he's a defenseman.
3: <laughs> Potentially. Okay. He's from Switzerland. And he's from Switzerland. Wow. Second round pick? Was he really narrowing round it down here? Third round. Oliver Eckman Larson. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, kind of looks like Oliver Eckman, kind of.
2: Oh, boy. No uh, that idea.
3: was JJ Moser. JJ Moser. JJ Moser. Of course, it. every household right. is almost over. <laughs> you, <laughs> you should right. know, like this one, they might get. You, even, do you know like, who this is? Leads the league well, in penalty they, they minutes. They can't
2: see it. <laughs> oh, they haven't seen it. Leads yeah. the league and penalty in penalty
3: minutes for the hand. last okay. two
1: seasons.
2: Um, th- we haven't showed his face yet. Oh. Can you give there us one where the
1: guy's wearing like a C on his jersey or something? No, because <laughs> all right, they don't have one.
3: <laughs> so, yeah, what, what was the hint Leads the NHL in penalty minutes. Carol Vomelka. <laughs> <laughs> the Carol um, Vomelka show. Um, what yeah. was, your
2: no. what well, was your clue? No. What was your My
4: clue is way, way more obscure. Uh, than this. Yeah, I that's not it a clue. This. It's just a fact. This, 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 it's Liam O'Brien. It's, it's Liam O'Brien. O'Brien. All
3: right. Oh, my God. Is that is this guy playing the NHL?
2: Yeah. And this last one. Um,
4: oh, I'm, I'm going to go all Pierre Maguire on you here. So let's put up this, <laughs> this last photo. Crazy. It's up. <laughs> This guy played for the Flin Flon what? Bombers. The same city that what? produced Hall of
1: Famer Bobby Clark.
4: Is that true? It is true. He played Flynn for Flin Flon? I've, I've had this conversation that is that is, about what it's like to be in I Flin Flon. I actually do
1: know this one. Did that we? is head coach Wayne Gretzky.
2: <laughs> <laughs> now that... That's that in. Connor that, Ingram.
1: That was Connor Ingram. Ingram. Okay. Just oh, it shut was. Up oh, yeah. of the Vegas Golden Knights
3: <laughs> last night. And we'll yep. start again against Tampa Bay.
2: My My takeaway from this segment is that Sean DePaz really needs to... to like get the Coyotes hype train moving on the what chaos?
3: Yeah, no Keller,
0: Keller Schultz they might have got Keller and Schultz. Not Schmaltz positive it's going to work, but I realized that like I do not pay attention to guys' faces when yeah, I fair. walked into the Bruins locker room during preseason. So and I, yeah, that's right.
1: Oh <laughs> yeah, that's Lord! Right.
0: I walked into the Bruins locker room in the preseason, and I was like, "Who uh, the hell are half of these guys?" I know that like half the team was brand new. But there were so many guys that I just did not recognize, recognize by their faces.
3: But Ugh. I think if they put on a if they put on a lid with a shield on it, I bet you would do better. Right? Yeah. If they're in their helmet, I I think I can recognize more players than the with helmet they're helmet on. You know what you're used look- to it.
1: The the weird one with me when I would sit in the press box was the sh- I could identify people by their shoulders oddly. Oh yeah, <laughs> like even if I couldn't well, that's quite you were make looking out- at Milan Lucic, <laughs> you know, like even if I couldn't make out yeah. like a, a player's number or something, I could just tell either by their posture or their shoulders. Yeah. Like it's the damnedest thing. And then also looking at sticks is a big thing.
3: Interesting. Looking at sticks. Yeah, they like the hand. Oh, like, is it's this just, that guy or that guy? Somewhere then, else. Sorry. Names on them, that I mean after man, I yeah, understand After Asman, my wrong. mind went somewhere <laughs> else
1: like, yeah. in the locker room. Pete has the, the uh, Pete has the Brad Pitt thing where he remember Brad Pitt came out as being like, I can't uh I have like face blindness.
2: Yeah, well, oh. Ren in our chat just said this just in Pete is face blind. <laughs> yeah, it's a
1: thing. <laughs> Hell yeah. It's a thing.
2: Oh, boy. All right. Well, we'll we're, we're, we're wrap this up. Um, and before we let you go, what do you guys have coming up on what chaos?
1: Uh, we're going to be identifying Coyotes players <laughs> yes. for the yes. rest of the week. Yeah, Should be pretty neat. Uh, we got Scott Darling on the show. Oh, oh well. had a former Coyotes, Coyotes draft pick. Yep. Former yep. Coyotes draft pick. Came to yep. camp with you guys. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah we have him uh, on the show tomorrow. Uh, it's a pretty lengthy, but very uh, entertaining discussion so uh very very excited for that we also we're reviewing uh checking it twice tomorrow which is the hallmark Christmas movie about the hockey player who play who's trying to get a call up
1: to Boise the ECHL he's trying to get to the ECHL and wow if he can Mm. only if he can only prove it to the coaches he'll get his call (laughs) Which is the premise of the he movie? He finds is very something else because... along the way, though, and I won't I won't give it away. But he, he finds love. <laughs> what
3: he what? Really? Oh, In a really? Hallmark movie? <laughs>
1: Yeah. Oh, boy, it's very oh. funny because
0: he's like 32 years old. He's trying to get a call up to the ECHL and he's like next right after that. I'm going to the NHL. And I was like, that is not <laughs> how that works, buddy. <laughs> Speaking
1: awesome. of AI generated, that sounds like that script was AI. Generated. Yeah, for
0: remember, real. Yeah. Oh, oh, no, I
1: mean, the movie rocks. Yeah, it's <laughs> one of the better films. Alright,
2: totally. this is no the kind way. of content you get on What Chaos, um, which you can catch Monday through Thursday on the What Chaos Show YouTube channel. And be sure to fo- give them a follow on Twitter, at What Chaos Show. Pete and DJ, thanks so much, and we will talk to you again next week.
0: Awesome, awesome. Thanks, thanks for having thank us. You, thank you. Alright, thanks, thanks guys.
2: guys. Oh man, alright, great stuff as always from uh, Pete and DJ yeah. of What Chaos and Sean I in the chat. Admit, I, th-
4: I thought they'd get somebody. I thought they'd get somebody.
2: A Lawson Krauss, Loss I feel like, Krauss. is r- like recognizable at least.
4: Yep, apparently not. Sean,
2: if you're still here, you have some work to do. That's all I'm going to say. Buddy, flashcards. Um, but those two are hilarious. Like, as I mentioned, make sure you check out their show um, and wherever you get your podcasts as well because they're a lot of fun and you're always talking the latest NHL news in a very, very, very fun way. So check that out. Um, before we move on to talk about the Coyotes' quarter mark, Make sure you're tuning into Arizona's Family Sports to watch the Suns games. They're currently on a 7-game winning streak. The Coyotes don't know what that is cuz they can't win more than 2 games in a row. Um, sorry, that was very shady, but um, check out Arizona's Family Sports to watch all of your all of the Suns games. They play the Raptors on the 29th at 5:30. Um my hometown team, the Raptors. So you can check that out on Arizona's family sports and wherever you live in Arizona, mm. visit azfamily.com and click Suns games for listing information for your area. AZ family is a great resource to help you find Phoenix suns games on Arizona family sports.
4: Go watch one of the best athletes to ever grace this city. Devin Booker, man,
2: that shot last night oh. oh my God.
4: Oh. Unreal. Ice just, just an assassin.
2: That wow. was so good. Wow. Oh boy. Um, and, at, you know, Thanksgiving's now behind us, and we're staring down Christmas. It's coming up, and I'm in the position where I'm like, "Oh my God, I got to get moving on stocking stuffers, on presents." Um, and a really, really easy stocking stuffer, right off the top of my head: Arizona lottery tickets. Um, get holiday scratchers. Easiest stocking stuffer there is. They start at just one dollar, so you can literally buy one for like your Secret Santa, for your White Elephant. Do we have for-
4: office right now. Yeah, we have a ton. I wonder, if I-, I wonder if Derek Montilla is still here, so I can get a scratcher from him.
2: Yeah. Uh, the
4: thriller in Mantilla? We will be doing scratchers Mantilla, live like on the Ginchilla. show. I
2: promise you that. Um, and if any of us win, <laughs> are, you
4: like
2: us are you bringing us a scratcher?
4: You bringing us a scratcher? Oh, I'm just coming over here
1: to kill
2: Craig. Oh, okay. He's coming to kill Craig. I'll tell Final. you about, <laughs> about Arizona oh, it's lottery. Good night, Irene. Top <laughs> prizes up to five hundred grand. So go out and buy your holiday scratchers today. All right, let's talk coyotes. Uh, at the quarter mark, we're 20 games in, and the Coyotes are 9-9-2 and 2, and 1.0 of a playoff spot. And How are we feeling?
4: Is this what we expected? You know what's funny is the Vegas game, it, one game should not alter perspective this much, but it has for me. Like, I looked at going into that game, and we, we all came into the office that night thinking... We're going to be talking about a four-game losing streak to the seven people that are actually watching the show after they (laughs) lost late on a Saturday night. And instead, they shut out the Vegas Golden Knights. Bill Armstrong said something to me the other day. He said, there are small victories for a franchise in the midst of a rebuild. That was a small victory. That's the kind of thing that you just, just a little piece that you slide in there to stack other things on top of this team was in trouble. They had lost three straight games. They couldn't defend. They were banged up. You're going in on the road to face the defending Stanley Cup champs. And what happens? You shut them out to nothing. That helps the psyche of the team so much. And I'm not, again, I'm not saying that this is a major turning point for the team. Again, a tiny piece, but they needed it so badly. Kudos to the Coyotes for going out and getting that done. And really, to me, just altering the picture of where this team is right now because of Such an important win for them.
3: I'm wondering, though, because when Leah puts it and frames it, you know, where where did you expect this team to be? And we're sitting at 500 after 20. We're talking about this team at 500 after 20 games and thinking that's pretty good. Yep. This team last year after the first 20 was 7, 10, and 3. Yep. Um, So this (laughs) this is an improvement. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. This is an improvement. And to be fair... And I am going to throw them under the bus again. If the goaltending was stronger in some of those games, they might even be higher than than 500 right now. Mm -hmm. Um, So from the outsider looking in. Yeah, I I think 500. I the playoff picture right now in the West. I think I read something this morning. The pace is at a 78 point pace because the West is so bad. For the wild card, yeah, the second wild card position right now is on pace for Whoa. seventy. It won't. They said, and in the article as you read it, it was projected into the eighties, but it's nowhere near the ninety-five that we were talking about right. earlier. That, that it is every year because of the mediocrity right now in the West yeah. and the top-heavy West. So I, the, the, at five hundred, we shouldn't be talking about playoffs. No, nope. but because of the way this is falling out with all the the, the mediocre starts. Uh, it's real. I mean
2: I mean Seattle is in a playoff position right now and they're below 500, below 500. and all that they have two games in hand so they have like more wins or whatever or more points the opportunity for more points but I mean there's a lot of 500 teams hanging and that was, right around it was
3: Seattle times it was per points per game and then multiply it by 80 82 and Seattle comes in with just with less than 80 points it's crazy Isn't that crazy it is. I, again, it's going to change, and, and that I, I still believe it's going to be. It's going to be ninety points to get, in, but not ninety-five. But I, yeah, not ninety-five. I I it's not this there. year. So the Coyotes, is it real still? And I, if they can get through this stretch where they're injury riddled right now, if they can get through this stretch at or near five hundred still, then the answer is yes. So have they taken a step this season? Without question, this team is better than they were, and, and I, I'm. I'm surprised.
4: You are surprised.
3: I, 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 I think the step was expected. I'm surprised that we're talking playoffs. Would you have? How would you have felt if they had lost
4: that game to Vegas?
3: Then would I think this team's much? on. This team is on a seven game losing streak minimum, and <laughs> I think that it'd be hard because it's hard to dig your way out. Yeah. Yeah. Because then they lose this one, then they lose Tampa, then they lose Colorado, and then you go, oh, and then they. Say, I think it's hard; it spins out of control. Now there's that little sense of belief, and I thought when you Craig and I were practiced today, and you, you listened to Andre Tourney, like he was,
2: he was cooking today. Yeah, he was he cooking was. today.
3: <laughs> he
4: was barking at those yeah, guys. He was. Today. He was. You could tell. Like we saw him walking between the rings because they, they they do this thing at the ice tent where they switch sheets so that he can be on fresh ice and do different things. Um, he he had he had a. Dead serious look on his face. Not did not look like a coach coming off a shutout of the Stanley Cup chance. Because and he made the point to us later when we were talking to him, Petey. It's not a league where you just do it one night. Yeah, you, you got to bring this every night. So don't get don't get happy that you beat the the Stanley Cup chance. Because again, they had lost three games before that, and then they had done a lot of bad things in those games. So you better stay focused. You better do the things that led to this sort of success. Yeah, and I, I, even though he was.
3: Unhappy yeah. I had moments in that practice. I still felt that there was something different about that. There wasn't this black cloud hanging over that team and that arena. It just didn't feel like that today. Even though they had a hard practice, guys were in a little different mood and they were more positive. And I think that that breeds we talked about winning, breeds winning. Now, do I say they're gonna come out and win the next two? I'm not that bold, but but I think they saw the recipe success. Don't make mistakes. Just don't make mistakes and you it's have a, game a chance. Of mistakes,
4: right. You're going to make mistakes. Yeah.
3: But yeah, like the egregious ones that we saw. Just yes. Like, what are you doing? Manage the puck better, yep. right? Manage the puck better. So I think they have a chance over the next two. And and, and I'm. once they get through this injury stretch, if they're still at around 500, this team literally has a chance to make the playoffs. Crazy. It is crazy.
2: It's crazy. Um, well, let's talk about some of the things that are going right. And I would say.
4: Two of the guys we had on our screen. Yeah. That the- some people know.
2: That some people know, at least our chat knows, Lawson Kraus and Matthias Michelli, those two are having unbelievable seasons so far.
4: Chemistry. What chemistry these two guys have. And I think I brought this up in the last show. Like everybody's on board the Matthias Michelli train at this point. He's an elite passer. He is just a a pleasure to watch when he has the puck on his stick. The vision, the timing and the ability to put the puck in tight spaces they're all elite. They're amazing to watch. And everybody's seen it now. I mean, we gotta we got a thing, right? For Matthias Michelli. We got a thing. Lawson Kraus has 10 goals this month, and I know that Matthias Michelli's the guy setting him up, but people are like, well, where would he be without Michelli? You're right, he wouldn't have as much success without Michelli. But scoring goals in the NHL is the hardest thing to do. You still have to finish that opportunity. Lawson Krauss has been finishing. These two guys belong. And I don't want to diminish Nick Bugstad's role on this line, but these two guys really fit well together.
3: Yeah, it's interesting. We we talk about Michelli and you're like, oh, Krauss is not because of Michelli. We put Michelli's picture on the screen to guys that know the National Hockey League pretty well, and no idea who he is. It's not like he's got Panarin on his wing or, you know, he's not it's Matthias pacelli And and I know we know what he is. And I think eventually he will get that national recognition. But these two guys are eh, playing so well together. And whatever Lawson Krause is doing after going scoreless in October, keep doing it. Yeah. You know, you mentioned those two, the ones leading in goals, ones leading in assists. And we're not talking about Keller or Schmaltz. I,
2: the, I laughed at the quote in Craig's story yesterday on the same topic evaluating the Coyotes at the quarter mark of uh, Claire Kraus saying they moved in their new house at the end of October and maybe he's trying to work hard to help pay off the house there you go <laughs> that was That's that familiar. was a good That's quote it. it was a good
4: quote Claire's
3: so. a quote machine actually yeah, so. yeah. Well so. oh, yeah, and we'll be interesting to see. And that's one of the things to follow over the next, you know, 48, 72 hours is he has the most goals ever from a coyote in, in the month of November, ever. Wow. Um, and now he's just chasing some some old time jets right now, and he's he's one away. Yeah. So keep an eye on, on him. He's got two games to go.
2: Crazy.
4: Yeah. Just yeah, wow. And and I know I've said this as well, but there there was some there was some criticism of the coyotes' extension that they gave Lawson Krause when yeah. they gave it to him. I mean, th- this is a classic case where, OK, you can you can dive into the deeper numbers, but you better be watching this guy. You better be understanding everything that he is bringing to the table on the ice and not just on the ice. As we found out, Leah, when we talked to Andre Turny in the first edition of Bare Necessities, which you should definitely watch definitely on YouTube, by the way. Uh, shameless plug there. He brings a lot to the leadership group. He's the he's the caretaker. He's yeah. he's the new Shane Doan. I even remember
2: during um, rookie camp that he was like Logan Cooley said that Lawson Cross was driving him everywhere and like showing him around and was driving him to the rink and stuff like that. Like that, some, you know, stuff like that. That's important in a locker room. Yeah. You know, and it's not just the on ice performance of what he's been doing, which has been the best on the team in the month of November. um, But those intangibles as well, that's so important to a team. So um, we'll move on from them and talk about the blue line, maybe a different, maybe not so cheery here. Um, what are your thoughts of, on the Coyotes' blue line at the
3: quarter mark? This is already a group of 6, 7, or 8 that came into the season below the midpoint in the league. I I, I think that this, we talked about this was going to be one of the weaknesses of this team. And then on top of that, you look at the injuries and it has been at the back end, you know, between Valimaki and Dumba missed a game here and Dermott's missed games. This is a blue line that can't afford to have that kind of injuries behind it. So, um, yeah, they still need to improve. There needs to be some improvements on this back end. I I don't, that is the fear still of this team making the playoffs Mm -hmm. is their ability to keep the puck and, and manage the puck well from the back end yeah and, and when you're talking about what
4: moves the coyotes make might make this season uh, this is where it fascinates me because I, I I'm curious whether you want to do, do you want to make an addition that's going to help you make the playoffs this season do you want to make an addition that's going to help you for years to come I, I still think they're in the latter group I, I, I don't think the Coyotes in the business of rentals and it, unless it's a like a
3: cheap option <sighs> shutdown guy if you care about making the playoffs where you're not giving up a yeah lot, right. But, but, but one of the guys that they get did get at the back end that's helped them is Sean Dersey. But yeah. but you look at Sean Dersey fills both of those things. Yep. He's an immediate reward because he's adding in the offense. He leads this team in, in points by a defenseman right now. And so he's helping immediately, but he's also there for the future. Mm-hmm. And and so I think you're right. And I know we keep hearing about Noah Hannafin. Well, what box of those two boxes does Noah Hannafin check? I, I don't think that this team is in a position to give up long-term assets for short-term success in a season where the top in the West is so so heavy i just don't see the benefit of making an extra unless four or five games signed
2: it was, unless it was like a sign and trade again but yeah. it, but
3: that's for the future is, is there a future And noah hannafin right now
4: i i don't know if yeah they, and they're not gonna they're not gonna just get him as a rental right that's, that's not gonna happen but the, the other thing that we've talked about what does it cost you like aside from yes. the acquisition cost are you giving up too much yeah i agree with you but what don't does it cost them? dollars much. yeah this is not a cap team nothing close to a cap yep. team so what are you going to pay Hannafin and then what is that going
3: to prevent you from, from doing, doing if in you, the future if you sign him? And Bill has shown that he doesn't want to handcuff himself and making decisions for the future. I I would be surprised. I would be really surprised if this team – the only way I see this team making a move is if, if there's more – of an injury situation, but even then, they've got guys that they can go down. We saw Kulia Chonak, and I know Kulia Chonak's out right now, but but I, I think we have to go much deeper. I mean, Zuber's a guy they can call up. Soderstrom. You've got Castle rings played. Soderstrom can play. I mean, I, I I personally don't see them giving up any future assets unless it's a player that fits to your point, like Sean Dursey, that checks both boxes, immediate. And future, but they yeah.
2: didn't even give up a ton for Sean Dirt. No, oh. they only
3: gave up a second round pick, yeah. which is amazing. And I was like, yeah, oh, yeah, they
2: have the, the have oh, yeah. a thousand like, of those. Yes,
4: so many of these wins with the deals. Like, yeah, we could we could look at exactly we'll learn from straight history. It's great. Like, look at
3: what Shane Bear is doing right now. Oh and,
2: my god.
3: Yeah, and that's why Jersey's <laughs> Just him a reminder for him. that
2: they got him for nothing. Jersey's
3: been another one that's been a real pleasant surprise yeah. for the first twenty games. Like as he said, he's already leading this team in points right now. He's got five goals already from the back end. He has been a better player than I had anticipated him. I thought he'd be a sp- Specialty power play guy only. Same. And I thought he'd struggle five on five. And he's plus five right now. Yep. So he's been a huge, huge addition to this team. And I am one of the brightest spots in the first 20 games, I think, has been Sean Jersey. Yep. Agreed.
2: All right. Well, we mentioned Kolia Chonak. We did get an update on him right before the show. So let's talk about injury updates because you actually got quite a few of quite them. Quite a today. few,
4: yeah. Like the only one we're still waiting on. Further info is Jack McBain at this point, which you know, probably a little concerned that we haven't even seen him skating yet. Um, but today on the ice, PD and I were there. You saw Valley Mackey was on the ice in a full shield, which was a surprise. Andre told us he's not ready yet, but, but, he,
3: pl- but he practiced the entire practice, he practiced the entire, entire he practice, the which what? means he yeah, ain't far away. Yeah. Right.
4: Travis Dermott was on the ice today, Matt Dummel was on the ice today, and Andre Tolos, both of them will probably be in the lineup against Tampa. So yeah. that's that's two bodies. People I know people were wondering, oh, who are they gonna recall when Koliachonik goes down? Well, Dermott. it doesn't look like they're gonna have to Dermott recall because so the they've got they've got these guys back. Um, we already know Barrett haytons four to six weeks. Koliachonik's now listed as week to week, unfortunately. Poor kid. Comes up Ugh. and yeah. plays like six minutes Ugh. and takes a huge hit and could barely get off the ice. You could see him favoring the legs, so He's going to be out a while. It's too bad. That's a big blow for Tucson yeah. more than anything else. Um, so the only one, like I said, we're still waiting on is Jack McBain. It's just, they've had a lot of important injuries early in this season. We're yeah. a quarter of the way through and they've been hit hard. But if if these few guys are back in the lineup, at least now it's just about, and I don't want to diminish it, it's about the center position where they're missing Two really important pieces.
3: Yeah, and and like to your point, we haven't seen Barrett Hayton and Jack McBain near the rink yet. Now, whether they're there for treatment, but they're nowhere near the ice. And yeah.
2: But Barrett Hayton being away, it's like, that's fine because we have our it's expectations managed. The Jack McBain one, what was it? They said three, three weeks, weeks, and it's been three weeks.
3: Yeah, so, and he's still nowhere to be seen. And he's found. still
2: nowhere to be seen.
3: Yeah, that's a concern. This team, he's one of those players that this team needs. And and I know he's in a bottom six forward for this team, but he's in a plays very important minutes and in, in his role and what he does uh, yeah. I think if, if we keep talking you want to talk playoffs I think both of those two guys need to be in the, in the lineup and one of the other areas that I know we've talked to, we needed to talk about was the power play and Barrett Hayton's absence on that power play I think is noticeable I know Kerfoot is, is taken over that spot planted in front of the net and in, the in blue paint but he hasn't been able to do the job that, no 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 affront to, to Kerfoot at all. Like, Barrett Hayton is exceptional at that role. I retrievals and and screens and getting to that hard area, and I think that that's, that's been an impact on the power play. Mm-hmm. And a power play that, by the way, is still in the top 10. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, it's, it's been a pleasant surprise, but they, they've they scored less than four. They need to get a goal here. Yeah, on, and, on and you talked advantage. to Andre
4: about it today, and I know that's going to be up. We're going to have that clip at some point, too. Yep. You know, and he felt like uh, some of it is just yeah, the ebbs and flows in. of a season is yep, not going it's not in. Going but in. There, are, there are concerns that you mentioned as well. Yeah,
2: yeah. Um, special teams, as you mentioned, they're top ten for power play, thirteenth for penalty kill. Which and is far cry from where
3: it was. Like they were, they were way worse. What, yeah, so they the They're game. bottom
2: third. 17 they were, straight
3: yeah. penalty kills. They, they've been, they've been lights out on, on the. Yeah, the, and if this team, if the benchmark, if you could be top ten in both of those categories, there's very few teams. And when you go across the league, that are top ten in both of those categories, um, that would be a huge accomplishment for accomplishment for this team if they can continue to kill penalties and and crack the top 10 on the penalty kill as well
2: yeah so all very and all very interesting stuff and I think that to me is probably one of the most surprising things at this point in the season Um, but Yeah, in big games ahead with two other defending Stanley Cup champs coming to town. um, And you can bet on those games over at BetMGM, whether you're betting just the money line, the puck line, or you can bet player props. That's always a fun one. Um, So check that out as well. Maybe you think the power play is going to finally click. You can bet on players to score power play points. Like There's so many different Mm -hmm. specific things that you can bet um, and as I do every single week, I reached out to Shane and Sean for a BetMGM parlay pick. And Sean, who is still here in the chat, um, sent me one. And he calls this one the What Chaos parlay. Nice. Um, and this is it. Um, Buffalo Sabres at New York Rangers, over six goals. Boston Bruins, minus one and a half. And Coyotes money line, Tampa Bay at Arizona wow, aggressive. tomorrow. Okay, you want to know the odds on this parlay, though?
3: It's huge. Has to be huge.
2: Plus plus 666.
3: Oh, minus stay away from that. The cursed parlay. I might stay away from that one.
2: But Sean said. This is what he said. Um, Sabres can't play defense for their lives. Yotes are galvanized after Knights win and Columbus is the most embarrassing team in the East. And that's for the Boston leg. So if you want to bet on that cursed parlay, you can do so over at BetMGM. Sign up using the bonus code PHNX. Place your first BetMGM sportsbook wager through the BetMGM sportsbook mobile application of at least $10 and you'll receive $200 instantly in additional winnings, regardless of your wager's outcome. You can check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer.
3: Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado. DC, Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 8778 HOPE and Y or text HOPE and Y 467-369 New York. Call 1-800-327-5050 Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call one 800 next step Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 Puerto Rico in
1: partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. US promotional offers not available in DC, New York, or Ontario.
2: You know, I know it's an expensive time of year. The holidays, you're buying gifts, you're buying food, whatever it is, save some money on gas by joining the Circle K Inner Circle. Because um, right when you sign up, you'll save 25 cents per gallon on your first five Phillips. And, you know, gas, it's, it's not cheap and might as well save. So great, great way to save on gas by joining the Inner Circle. It's completely free. And all you have to do is download the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for Details. I know we're all part of the inner circle, and I promise you it is a thing, and you do save on gas. Um, All right, let's continue the conversation around the Coyotes at the quarter mark.
4: Okay. And well, let's just one more thing because we were talking about injuries, and I literally was just told that you, Jack McBain's like weeks away still.
2: That oh, is, shoot. So,
4: that's not good to hear. <clears throat> that's a tough one for them. Huh. They're going to be without two centers for a while here. So they're really, really going to have to dig deep. Anyway. Back that's a bummer.
2: F- that's a bummer. Um, well, okay. Did you have anything to say? No,
3: I am. I, I, that's a concern. And we, yeah. we, one of the things we talked about, we can get into a little bit here in this segment is what do they need to do? And that may come into play.
2: All right. Uh, well, we'll start the part two conversation and we won't spend too much time because we spent a lot of time on Friday. Um, you can go back and watch that show, but Logan Cooley,
4: Logan Cooley, we talked about this after the Vegas game. That was an encouraging game. But as Andre said today, it's not a league of one game. You got to bring it every night. Um, we we saw good things from him in that game. Uh, aside from his lack of willingness to shoot the puck. And Andre had a funny thing he said today. If I'm playing with Sidney Crosby, if there's seven guys between me and Sidney, I'm still going to try and get him the puck. <laughs> that's that's deferral, right? To, when you're playing with Nick Schmaltz and Clayton Keller, you, you understand that, but you got to get past that because you have to understand what the play is, as Petey pointed out, when he diagrammed those three shooting opportunities, you have to know what the play is in this moment. It can't be, oh, I'm not confident. I'd rather get it to like, no, you need to know what the A play is on in this situation. And it was shooting the puck. But aside from that, in that game, he was pretty solid. He was solid defensively. There was a one point where I, I thought he saved a goal, a scoring chance. And he obviously set up the game winning goal.
3: Yeah, he, it's a guy that when when they were in Australia, I might have overshot the moon on Logan Cooley a little bit I to start the did. season. <laughs> and, and I, you know, I set the bar pretty high and and You know, you look at his points, he still leads the rookies in assists. That's impressive, especially on a team that doesn't score a lot of goals. So I think the biggest thing that we need to see from Logan Cooley going forward, though, is his ability to to do the little things like defend and not turn the puck over. I think the goals are going to come for that kid. I think he's going to find the net soon. I really do. And I thought, to your point, I thought Vegas was a stepping stone in doing that. The concern for a young player is those defensive mistakes and being a defensive liability. And his, we saw the turnovers he's had you know, over the last few weeks have been just egregious. Mm-hmm. If he can manage the puck better, I think that's a huge step forward. Even if you don't see him on the score sheet, I think those things are really important for his development. Um, and he stepped forward playing with Keller and Schmaltz. So he's going to get to do it again. Yep, He's going to do it again against Tampa Bay tomorrow night. Maybe he continues to progress that way. I think the future is bright for him. I'm I am concerned right now that he has no buffer up the middle of the ice. Yeah. There's no one else. Like it, it with with McBain and Hayton being injured, you you're really throwing Cooley into the fire and now he's gotta be the guy. We talk about Chicago's lineups is is bad. Like and you go we talked about the names with the mm-hmm. what chaos guys and you go actually look at their lineup and it's bad. That there are there are some options here, but if they continue to get injuries, Logan Cooley is going to play more minutes than I think Bear had him playing in the early part of the season. He's going to have to play in situations that, that Coach Cherney was able to keep him out of in the first 20 games. Now he's going to be forced to play in those situations. Maybe that helps his development long term, um, but I think he's going to have some difficulties over the next few games because of that, because he's going to play more important minutes than he's played over the first 20.
2: Did you guys see the Bruce Cassidy quote the other night? Yeah. <laughs> he said, uh, quote, basically a teenager outworked our defense to get a puck to the front of the net in a very close game. So that shouldn't happen. <laughs> so, you know, got a little uh, got a little shout from Bruce Cassidy there. Um, all right. Next topic. And we have a big update on this one. The goaltenders at the 20 game mark. And as someone <laughs> tweeted today, our national nightmare is over. I'm just kidding. Um, Connor Ingram will get the start tomorrow <laughs> night against the Tampa Bay Lightning thus ending the every other goalie rotation we've seen through the first 20 games. It finally ended. We have two videos up right now at phnex underscore Coyotes on Twitter with Andre Turney kind of expanding on this decision and also kind of doubling down on his decision to rotate the goalies. Um, But thoughts on the goalies through 20.
4: I mean, it had to happen. It had to happen. We all said it after the Vegas game. He's got to shut out. You got to do it anyway. So it's almost like you forced their hand, right?
3: I think it made it easier. Yeah. Again, yeah. I'm wondering it. What if? What if? What if he gives up one of those goals five on three and it ends up being two one? Is, is it still Ingram? I, I don't know. Neither do I. I wondered the same thing. Because they they were, they were so as if organization so steadfast in the alternating and and I, the only ones that were saying it were the guys inside the coaches room because there wasn't anybody else that we've talked to whether they're in the media in the fan base that there was going oh yeah we got to keep switching every reason why the hell is not Ingram playing. And I, and I would challenge that I don't know if Karel Vamelka isn't saying the same thing. Hmm. And now it's easy. Now it's done. Yep. Now it's done. Connor Ingram's going to play. Now, Connor Ingram, I, I think, is playing the best hockey of his career right now. I really do. Yep. I think he's been on fire, even though he had a loss a couple of games ago. Last night, he was extremely dialed in. He plays like that. Tomorrow against Tampa gives them a chance to win. There's no guarantees because Tampa's better. Tampa's a better hockey team. But he gives them a chance to win and gives the players belief and you can do a lot of things when you believe. And I felt that this team started to lose that confidence and belief in Corelva Melk, And I think they played different in front of each of the goaltenders. And I think you could see it. Remember we talked about the, the bench when Carter Hutton would give up a goal. Go, oh shit, here we go again. Yeah. And and I I know Corelva Melk is going to come out of it. I, I know he is. He's a good, he's a good goaltender, but it's not right now. So I I think this is a Bold step for this organization to to, to go with Connor Ingram twice in a row. And to be truthful, if the three of us were managing this team, this decision would have been made two weeks ago. Hmm. So I I I think this is good. I'm glad he got the shutout to, to propel this into existence. Now they don't have to stick to it anymore. Now they're over it. Now they're done. Now you can go two and one. You can go three and two. Vamelkin can play five. That's I, what I I'm curious he... about, how they play it out from
4: here. Yeah. Like, say they,
3: <clears throat> I mean, if he wins. If he wins, he's in. He is right. Yes, without a doubt. I don't think he needs to. Try to he needs to win. He wins six five. He's in. But if they Colorado. lose
4: like three two,
3: come, yeah, I, come again, back with Vimelka against. Colorado. I think he's still playing. Hmm.
4: Then we I, then we go back to
2: our minds being in a pretzel about goalie. Yep. I think nope. he only comes <laughs> out
3: against Colorado if he is egregiously bad, hmm. and I mean five one six one seven one on bad goals. If it's three two in a tight one, and he makes thirty saves, I think he's going back against Colorado. I do. Even with a loss. A win, it's automatic. If he wins the game tomorrow, he's playing Thursday, period. All right. Book it. Until they change their mind.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, PD is so good at this. Yes. All right. Next one, the UFA signings, obviously. Nick Bugsad comes back. Troy Stetcher comes back. Matt Dumba signs. Alex Kerfoot signs. Jason Zucker signs. Thoughts on those guys? I know there's, I know everyone has their thoughts on Matt Dumba and we've talked about some of those already on previous shows, but if you either maybe had to judge them as a group or, you know, single in on one in particular, either good or bad.
4: Yeah. I mean, well with Dumba, he's the one guy who still has something to prove. I I mean, you're not getting great production from these guys, but I don't think they thought they were going to, to be honest. Um, They wanted veteran leadership. They wanted good guys in the room. They wanted good mentors. Um, And they wanted guys who could provide depth to this forward group that it didn't have before. And when you look at some of the roles they're filling, like we've talked about Alex Kerfoot on the penalty kill, he's been excellent there. So you've had guys filling roles. Nick Bukest has been, again, recaptured his chemistry with Mattias Michelli and Lawson Kraus. Jason Zucker, I know he got hurt for a little while, but he's chipped in with some offense. He's a good mentor to have around. So as a group, I would say they've sort of provided what we thought they were going to provide. The one guy, again, that that you need to see a little bit more from is is Matt Dumba because I think they expected significantly more from him, particularly at the defensive end. I don't think they were expecting the Matt Dumba of, you know, eight years ago chipping in offensively the way he was not chipping in, like producing significant offense. I thought they was they thought he was going to be a shutdown defender, a hard defender. We know he can deliver the big hits. We heard from Minnesota people that he was so good defensively second half of last year. He hasn't been that guy.
3: Yeah, I think that the offensive side is what he thinks he can be. I'm not mm-hmm. sure the team is looking for him to be the offense-defensive. And that's what Sean Dersey's here for. I don't know if if Dumbo was brought in here to add points. And I think maybe he put too much on his shoulders coming mm-hmm. into this season. Uh, I agree with you. He's a minus nine on this team right now. And that's, that's for a shutdown defenseman that's that's tough and there. I think when we watch him make mistakes they're over exuberant mistakes. He's, he's trying too much he's going too far he's mm. he's overextending as opposed to you know lazy soft mistakes. I think he's going places he probably shouldn't go and he should play more defensive and more soft. I, having sat out the last game with a, a lower body injury and now expect him to be back maybe maybe that's just the little jolt he got to sit in the press box and watch and maybe. He can he can come out of this because we sat over the summer and talked about what kind of player is and we saw it. I, we watched him on film and I go, oh, my gosh, this kid can defend. And his role in Minnesota wasn't your, your job is to defend. You're playing with Jonas Brodin and you're going to defend. And they defended extremely well with the big heavy hitter. Like you said, we haven't seen that Matt Dumba yet. And, and I think this is the time he's going to have to prove that he's got to yeah. do it now. Like he wants to, he wants to rejuvenate his career, and he wants to be a guy that, by trade deadline, they go, "Gosh, we need Matt Dumba to add to our Cup running team."
4: Yep, hasn't happened yet. Yep, and this is the segment, like you said. Yep, I agree. Go ahead.
2: Well, I guess that kind of plays into the next question because Mm -hmm. looking ahead at the next twenty-seven games, not twenty, because twenty-seven games gets us to the All-Star. The NHL
3: never divides it up evenly. No, why why. would you?
2: Yeah, Yeah. no. Where's the All-Star game? Toronto. Are you going? I really want to. Okay,
3: we got to get that. Make that happen. Yep. we well, we'll
2: <laughs> Oh boy. Same. Anywho, I'll go. Twist my arm. Um, what are the needs for the next twenty-seven games, and what do you foresee the next twenty-seven games being like?
4: I'm really curious about all this, and I'm going to write about it soon. Um, I don't know how they're going to approach. Like if they're if they're still in the playoff picture. When we get to the all-star break, how are they going to approach that? Now, we we just mentioned two key injuries that are going to impact whether they can stay in the playoff picture. But we also mentioned that the Western Conference is not so great past Garbage. the top five, maybe five, six teams, probably five teams. Um, I'm really curious if they're going to try and add or... Do they fall off? You know, so much so much hinges on this next stretch. And they, actually, the trade deadline's not until March, so we get a little longer on that. But there's not a lot of games in February. This is the segment where we're really going to find out about this team. We're going to know who they are. By the time they get to the all-star break, we'll have a really good sense of whether this is still a team that is going to be competing for a playoff spot or if it's like past seasons, it's time to sell.
3: Yeah, I'm going to go a little more granular on what do they need. I don't. I I'll, inside the organization. I because you're right. I think the trade stuff. I I don't see it, and I don't see them looking for short-term gains. I think what do they need inside the room? I think you need to see their top players be their top players again. And I don't know if we've seen Schmaltz and Keller have the Schmaltz and Keller show since Barrett Hayton's been out. Maybe Cooley can jumpstart that now with his third game with that line tomorrow night, because I think Keller. I want to do that for, for tomorrow night's show, Leah. Make a note. We need to compare where he's at at 20-game mark this Let's year. Do it. Versus the 20-game mark last year to see if he's on pace. Because right now, uh, I think their production on that top group has fallen off where they're not leading the group. Now it is the Bugsteg-Michelli cross line that's really carried this team offensively. I think they need more balanced scoring. I think it's going to be a key for this team. They need more balanced scoring, which is going to be hard to find with McBain and Hayton out of the lineup. I think that's going to be one of the keys. I think they're going to have to also be better than they've been over the last five on the power play. This team needs to, to, they're going to struggle for offense. We talked about that all season. And for years, this team struggles to create offense. They need to create offense with the man advantage. They've got the right guys out there. They've got talented, skilled players. They can't go four games without a goal. That That's not good enough. So I think the power play is going to be better. And the third thing for me We've seen it, and thank God they broke it up now. I think it's the goaltending. And the goaltending, Vimelka is going to—he has to find his game again. And I don't know if he's found it even since training camp. I haven't seen him be the Vimelka we saw a year ago. I think Ingram is taking a step forward, and I think he's played better this season than he did a year ago. And I think Vimelka, there were stretches last year that he was absolutely unbeatable. I don't think we've seen that goalie. This franchise believes they need two goalies to win. The goaltending has to be more consistent and it has to be better if this team's going to make the playoffs.
4: Would you add a shutdown defenseman for nominal cost? Yes. Like if, a third if, round if, pick? Yeah. Like if you can get yep. somebody for a third round pick, would you yes. add that to this roster? I would.
3: Yeah, I think I would too. I would. And, I, and I'd even consider, Craig, I, I would even consider an older defenseman that's experienced that might be a two-year player. Yeah. That isn't a three or four-year guy. That yes, for a third round pick, yeah. And, and help the bridge funny the thing gap is, to those guys yeah. coming that, in. Yeah, and Hannafin's not going to be a third-round pick. No. And that's the problem. And, yeah. and I think that's why I don't think it's Noel Hannafin. But there are good players that are going to be there at the trade deadline for a third-round pick. Um, there are. And, and, and one of the places you can find them is, is that shutdown D because they just don't have the value. They, they, they get undervalued because they're not putting up points. That is the one thing I would absolutely trade for. And the only other exception to that, Craig, is if McBain ends up being... Longer than we expected, meaning, oh my gosh, this is serious and this is going to be a longer term. I don't know if they're good enough up the middle. And yeah. I, I you can't sell the farm for it. Yeah, But if you can get an NHL centerman, just an NHL centerman, not a top six from a, a good team, but a, a centerman that is an experienced NHL centerman, I think this team might need that, again, just to make the playoffs. And again, yeah. you can't spend more than a third round
4: pick. But you're looking at, I mean, if, if McBain's out weeks, you know, in Barrett Hayden is also, yeah. like you, you're talking about getting to Christmas? Yeah. That Without could either of those guys, that could be, they could be long that could out really the hurt the team. Like so, yeah. Anaheim's
3: what, it's, lost five, six, seven in a row now? That could be the Coyotes. Yeah. And if it's then, if that's the Coyotes, there's no, then it's a sell-off at trade deadline. And the bigger issue that the sell-off would be is, who's got any value if this team is that far in the playoffs? Who's who's the guy that's got enough value to trade? Right now, the guys like that last year was a tradable asset. Gostaspair was a tradable asset. Is Dumba is Zucker?
4: Yeah, I wonder the same thing. Yeah, I don't. Not know. putting up. I mean, I think Jason Zucker still would be about, but I don't. I don't know what that value is. Yeah, I don't know is.
3: what don't, that value it's is. It's probably
4: not a second round pick. Yeah.
3: But again, Might there's a, a lot of pick. hockey maybe, between it, now. Maybe it is a
4: second round pick. Maybe there's not on
3: that. But between now and the trade deadline, yeah,
4: yeah. there's a <laughs> well. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Might so. as well get the one back that you, you pitch for Jersey. So, so. Oh boy. Yeah.
2: Uh, you know what the biggest need is right now? I think. Uh, taking advantage of the Cyber Monday sale at PHNXLocker.com. Today is the last, last day. day to take advantage of these deals. Um not up to 90% off. As I mentioned the other night, there's that's literally, real. there's literally a shirt in the locker right now that's 99 cents. You can get shirts up to 90% off, team gears at least 20% off, PHNX gears 33% off, hats and hoodies, $10 off. And if you spend $75 or more, you'll receive a $15 gift card earlier in the chat. Sean said, Why did no one alert me to the new crew neck? Sean, it doesn't matter that we didn't alert you till now because it's still Monday and you can still get a discount over at phnexlocker.com. I have pl- I actually placed an additional order today, um, got some hoodies for my family members. So if you're listening,
3: don't. I'm crew neck and t shirt all day long Arizona versus everyone. I'm in, all in.
2: My Logan Cooley shirt arrived today. <gasps> I'm extremely excited about that. Um, but I, or, yeah, I ordered... Maybe we
3: should wear it to the game tomorrow. Maybe that will boost him over the top.
2: <laughs> I ordered the uh, the new... Not tell Paul. Paul. It's the, it's the Chris Paul shirt, which, you know, makes sense. He's not here anymore. But it's a fire shirt. It's a very good shirt. I think if you're just a basketball fan, it's a great shirt. Um, but yeah, check out the locker. And also, Sean pointed out earlier that Craig and I are matching. We did conspire against Petey um, and matched... But we're all rocking phnxlocker.com dot today, and everything that we are wearing is currently on sale. So make sure you take advantage today.
3: We would have texted you, but you wouldn't. I know have read you it, wouldn't have so. read it. I mean, the funny thing is, if you would have texted and emailed, I still would have not shown yeah. up. Yeah, and slacked. Go. That's true. And
2: only a phone call.
3: Yep. PD is
2: answered. one. PD is a big phone caller. Yeah. Just saying.
3: No, yeah, I mean, it's funny, but, but I know we got to wrap this up. It's already been an hour and a half. But you can just tell, <laughs> yeah, you, you can tell. Like, cause I do call. I call Leah, and you can just tell the annoyance in her voice the second "hello." Like, you just know, <laughs> shit. I probably could have texted should, her. You
4: know what? You should start with instead. You again? Yeah. Dude,
3: <laughs> like I don't think yeah. her generation. I mean, my son's. They don't call. They text. Hello, Pete. And so it's just like, like, "Well,
2: it's so funny because like Bad time you and Saul do this, we're like." You'll call on things that could sh- so be a text, but then you'll like text things, and I'm like, "This needs to be a call." Yeah, I know, but it's funny. I I, I you're, love no, making right, calls right, for you. No, I do. I, be I I when your name pops up on my phone, it's it's a joy. Yeah, it's a true. joy. Well,
3: um,
2: all right, as we wrap up here. Up um, line here. Okay, be sure to. <laughs> I'm not lying about Desert <laughs> Financial Credit no, Union just, if, and if how if it's great good enough they are. For Craig,
3: it's good enough for you. That should be their slogan. That is true. Yeah, I feel like it should. If, that's that's their motto.
2: Because the Desert Financial be. has been around for 84 years, and Craig like has Craig. been a member for 84 years.
3: <laughs> All 85 of
2: They're Arizona's largest, most Thank
4: trusted
2: local <laughs> <laughs> credit union. Um, and right now, when you open a free checking account online, you'll get $200 in bonuses. Great time of year to do that, as I mentioned. Free? Yeah, 200 in bonuses. <laughs> get started by visiting desertfinancial.com slash 200 um And the Coyotes are actually on a real homestand, not just a fake like two game one. They're on a real homestand. So if you want to go check them out um, in person, head over to Game Time to get your tickets. Lowest prices guaranteed, especially when you wait to last minute. So, if you want to buy tickets to tomorrow's game, I would recommend waiting until tomorrow. And if you haven't downloaded the Game Time app yet, create an account, use code PHNX for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, we'll wrap up. We out because I know Craig has to leave. Um,
3: yeah, busy, busy. But
2: thank you, guys. Look again. at
3: the mid-range assassins, 90% off. Somebody really?
2: That's literally one of my favorite that's shirts. A cool shirt. I love that shirt. Yeah. Um, thanks again to Pete and DJ for yeah, that's what fun. chaos. That's they're fun so segment. fun. That was fun.
3: That, yeah. It's never going to be 10 minutes. Though. No, it's not. The KID's trivia was in. hilarious. Like, Their answers to some of them. Yeah, yeah, should, really I feel fantastic. like we need to
2: do that again next week
3: yeah. with just, different players and you know see if should they can do. redeem. We should actually... Put in, like, Javi Bullen and Kachuk, and I bet they still get it wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can it put kachina? a cigarette in Nicky's mouth? Do it in the Kachinas, <laughs> and, j- like, Jeremy Roanuck. Kach- and maybe. we'll say
2: we'll say it's current.
3: current high- we'll tell them it's current, but we'll put JR, Kachuk, because <laughs> um, I don't think they'll get it. <laughs> and Javi Bullen, those three. Can we do it? And yeah. we, and Don.
4: They'll get J.R. Well, they might get Jr and Kachuk, because they're both Don, Boston guys. Doan,
3: Breer, Kachuk, I mean. Roanuck, and Javi Bullen, those five. We'll say they're current Coyotes.
2: We'll try. We'll try. Oh, boy. All right. right. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Again, uh, thanks so much for watching along. Hit the like button. There is like double the number of people watching as likes. So do that. And if you're listening on audio, go ahead and hit the little five-star button. Um, And if you care to, write us a review as well. It helps us out immensely. You can follow us on Twitter at S.PetersHockey, at Leah Merrill, at Craig Morgan, at Abrica Danielle, and follow the show at PHNX underscore Coyotes. We'll be live tomorrow night for a post-game show. After the Coyotes take on the Tampa Bay Lightning. But until then, enjoy the rest of your Monday, everyone. And we'll see you all tomorrow.
4: Bye.